You're about to listen to an Audible original. Audible produces immersive audio entertainment like you've never heard before. Enjoy the ride. Yo, you are now listening to In the Cut with Ghetto Gastro. Yeah! You know the vibes, you know the vibes. What up, what up, what up? It's your man, L.E.S., man, with the finesse. I'm Pierre Siro, Wagwan. Yo, what it do? This is John Gray, a.k.a. The Dishwasher. Movie! <laughs> Zoovy! On this episode today, we're breaking it down. We're going to teach you how to stay cool in these summer streets with some summertime treats. We're talking to our dear friend, award-winning food writer, Osai Endelin, about the summertime uptown. It feels like everybody's on school break. You know, even when you're a working professional, you're just ready to play. Later, we're putting our own spin on a New York summertime treat with the watermelon granita. You want a nice, deep, red watermelon that's when you pick it up, it's heavy. That's how you know that your watermelon is good. It's because the heavier it is, it means more watermelon juice that's in there. So there are a few street vendors that are quintessential to a New York summer. We got the Piragua, which is a Puerto Rican shaved ice dessert. It's shaped like a cone and consisting of shaved ice covered with fruit syrups. We have the Coco Helado, which is more like a shaved ice or a sorbet, which is like scooped out and put into little cups. And then we have Mr. Softy, which is a traditional soft serve ice cream. Anything else you want to add, Les? I want to start off by saying it was starting to get hot when you heard Mr. Softy. When you heard Mr. Softy, that's when you knew it was getting hot outside. That's when you knew, like, that's when you knew your spring, drip was changing. Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. Shorties is outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all outside. We playing ball. We doing our thing. We having a good time. And to be honest, like, Mrs. Softy symbolized, like, like jubilance. It was like a beautiful time. Sun was staying out longer. Like, we getting more, we getting more daylight. It was almost like somebody up above Hit the um, hit the doom, and it was like, yo, school be out soon. School be out sooner. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like the thing that initiated the springtime. And then when you saw that coco helado, coco cherry, coco mango, coco or, cherry the, mango. Or, that, or that priagua, then you knew it was really hot. And you knew it was summertime. It's, yeah. it, you, you school's out. School's like they. The, the icy lady might start pulling up the last two weeks of school though, just to just to catch that wave of kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk flavors. Let's, I ain't even gonna hold flavors. you. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like originally, it was the Italian icy when we was kids. Like you gotta speak for yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna speak for myself. <laughs> for me, it was like the Italian icy, right? Because we could get it in the pizza shop after a slice of pizza, and we could eat that shit all year long. And then you got the piragua. So there's more piragon when you go, like, to the South Bronx and you go to the Harlem. On 16th Street, it was a piragon man on 16th, right in front of um, Johnson Projects, because I had family there, and I used to go there all the time. And you, when, you, when you hearing that sound, that's the piragua man. Like, so when you see the piragua cart, you literally seeing a brother with a big block of ice mm-hmm. with, like, 12 to 16 flavored juices going around the cart. And he has this metal block. It looks like a brick. And they put that brick down on the ice. And he just goes up and, up, up and down. It's a rocking motion. You feel me? So that's that's the Paragua vibe. So with the Helado Coco, they might have five flavors. They're going to have Coco, Cherry, probably Mango. mango. They're going to have Rainbow. 
have, maybe lemon lime. Yeah, they have the lemon lime and the blue. Lemon lime. Sometimes you don't get. They got rainbow though. Rainbow. Sometimes you don't got right. all lemons like, in the rainbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't always have the like a all blue. Yeah. And mango lime. And paragua was usually lit too, cause homie would have a radio playing salsa and merengue and all mm-hmm. that. His shit would be lit, and he'll have a, he'll have, he'll have instruments. He'll have a joint that you can make noise with. Like he was lit. Because with the paragua too, you you had all of these different liquids, so you could take like three, four, five, six different liquids and put them in and make your own punch, and you could go crazy. You could remix your own thing. But like with the with the delicioso, it was like she'll get upset with you too. Like if you OD and like, all right, that's enough. Like you you pay the buck fifty, you pay two dollars. All right, you getting two scoops. How you want four different flavors and you getting two scoops? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could get four different flavors with the Paragua, man. He wasn't tripping. He'll take both of the bottles like a bartender. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you lit. Keep going. Dimelo Tato to all my, all my Dominicanos in the Heights. Dimelo, Dimelo Tato. Ya tu la vibra. So for me growing up, I used to I used to hit the uh, coconut the coconut syrup with uh, with ginger and then a little bit of condensed milk on top. Used to send it all the way off with that. Like that was that was my flavor profile. And like ginger, with the, oh with ginger, I the didn't ginger. No, they had the ginger. Yeah, That's they got the Caribbean. Yeah, they got the yeah. they got the ginger That's syrups. They got the tamarind, tamarind syrup. Oh, it's busting. I used to get the tamarind though. So yeah, for me, growing up, um, especially in El Barrio in the early '90s, the paragua and the cocoa cherry was 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 the vibe. So. What I do, I get a scoop of coconut on the bottom because the coconut is my favorite. So the, the scoop on the bottom is all, always the most. And then you get the cherry on top, let the cherry melt into the cocoa midway. Mm. And then you have a delicious slurry. And on the Paragua tip, I remember when I was working in my summer youth job on 116th, Juanito was the Paragua guy that used to be on, on 116th and like 2nd Avenue. I'll pull up, I get the tamarindo with a little cocoa mixed. Have them soak it up real nice, give them an extra tip. So yeah, nah, it was good vibes. And, and like uh, like the fella said, like New York City summers, you know, it's fire hydrants. You open, you hear Mr. Softy jingling, hear kids playing, basketballs bouncing. Hit agua scraping, dominoes slapping. Sirens going off. Copy cool. Uh Double Dutch ropes smacking the concrete. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Word. All that shit. But all, all big vibes. What was, what's your choice, though, if you had a, out of the three? You you Coco Helado, Softy, or Piragua? You got to choose Man, one. Man, I might have to go Piragua. Nah, damn. It's Cherry Cocoa for I'm, me. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing uh, Delicioso. Yeah, me too. I'm doing, I'm doing just a, yeah. I'm doing a straight Coco Delicioso. The crazy part to me with the, with the Coco Helados, the Delicioso, yo, they would have, they would be in these little cups, the white cups that are crazy pliable, but yo, it got when it got down to the end, niggas was eating it, eating the paper, <laughs> like pause, like pause, like sucking on the paper, like chewing that shit until you got every last bite out of it. That's what I'm you talking about. You can't do that with the piragua. You gotta you, you gotta use your tongue to get to the bottom uh, of the cup. Facts, facts, facts. No question. Ladies used to be like, yo, go eat. Let me see you. Let me see you eat a cup of icy before you come through. We know what we know what pee be getting into. Oh yeah. You know, you know what type of time pee is on. Bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for 
those who are listening who might not be that familiar, can you help them get familiar, introduce them, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Yeah, I've been writing and uh, developing stories around the intersection of food, culture, identity for a few years now and try to really use food as a lens to explore some of the bigger conversations about who we are and uh, what we really mean to one another. And, and Osai, like, can you paint us a picture of what NYC is to you in the summertime? You know, feel free to close your eyes for the second and just really bring <laughs> us there. Oh, man. So one thing I know about New Yorkers is a lot of folks don't necessarily have easy access to leaving the city. So you got to make the city be what you need it to be when you need it to be that thing. And you really get that uptown where just the energy is potent. People are outside. It's just thick. The streets are our playground. Yeah. So it's just, it's electric, you know, it feels a little magical. It feels serendipitous. It feels like everybody's on school break. You know, even when you're a working professional, you're just ready to play. So Osai, from your research and from your perspective, what role do you believe these vendors play in the community? Yeah, I mean, I think when you when you look at these treats, I think what you see, what I'm drawn to is um, just the ways that communities service one another. So somebody has to be ready to go when that seasonal change happens. And it's like, okay, now's the time. People are going to want their piragua. I'm always kind of moved by that person who's, who's readying up, you know, their cart or their their vendor station or their truck to be ready for the kids coming out of school, to be ready for the folks getting off of work, to have something sweet that um, just makes them feel good. I feel like Mr. Softy and and like the Piragua man and like and like the Coco Helado carts, they kind of like have like a little territorial thing when it comes to the streets in like the summertime too. Like if you see like a Mr. Softy, he's not gonna pull up on the same corner as somebody like a Coco Helado or the Piragua. He's gonna he's gonna you know maybe skip a block or something like that. Make sure everybody's eating out there. Yeah, I mean you know people who are on foot pushing these carts, selling these treats are not doing it because they're trying to mess up your day, right? Like these are folks who are trying to make a living. They're hardworking. They're out there in all kinds of humidity. You really got to be committed to what you're doing to to get these things out there for the people. And I've just never seen somebody walk away from a cart with something frozen in their hand and not have a smile on their face, you know, and not feel like their day just got better. Like the vendors, the vendors of these trucks and like the Piragua carts and, you know, Mr. Softies and the Coco Helados, these people are like... You know, they're so they're so important to the community because like everybody looks forward to them when the summer comes. They're everyday people just like us who find, you know, they're not above, they're not too big for any job. And their job is honestly bringing a smile to people's face, which is something like us. You know, we you know, we can change you could change somebody's whole day just by putting something in their hand that tastes good, that could, you know, that could change their mood. So for me. You know, we got the Coco Lotto, the Piraguas, the Mr. Softies, the Italian Ices. I know we're talking about New York and all that, but even like in Barbados, you know, there's a real similarity between those and like the snow cones that I grew up eating. There's a lot of synergies across like the diaspora. Like we, we you see the similarities throughout the these different Caribbean cultures and stuff like that. What do you make of these similarities? Wherever our people go, you're going to see expressions of our food. So I think that when you do find those similarities, that's an opportunity to think about what is the connective tissue there? How did people get to this area? What circumstances caused them to move? 
um, what circumstances caused them to come together in this particular neighborhood. And those are openings for us to start to learn about how where people go impacts the food that they bring with them and the stories that they're able to tell and also the new stuff that they encounter that then becomes a part of the food story. You know, Osai, we really appreciate your time. We know you're busy. We know you got books to write, articles to write, the world to shake up. But we just want to thank you for your time. We appreciate your words, your wisdom, your presence, your energy. We love you. We love you. Thank you. I love you too, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Much love. Much love, Osai. Peace. I think it's time we head to the lab. Show them how GG play. This way, that way. Add a twist to the dish. You already know how it go, man. If it wasn't for us, this shit wouldn't exist. Back in the lab. Back in the lag, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's treat you to a nice watermelon granita. So we getting some nice slices to the watermelon right before we throw it in the juicer. Got a nice, we got a nice seeded watermelon here. Seeds, make sure you got the seeds in there. So we're just gonna break the watermelon down. Nice juicy watermelons. Really hydrating, lots of fiber. And this is inspired by like all of the different frozen delicacies that we mentioned in this episode. Piragua, coco gelato, delicioso gelato, Italian ice, you know what I'm saying, Mr. Softy, but it's just bringing you something frozen into the crib with minimal steps, minimal barriers to entry. You know, flavor to savor, neighbor. One of the reasons we really like using the watermelon to make the granita on our side is because it's just naturally sweet too. So you don't have to add, you know, a lot of, or any uh, refined sugar or anything like that. You know, just, you could use like a little agave or a little honey. If that helps change the texture a little bit of the final product, but the watermelon is naturally sweet. And then when you add a little bit of the lime zest on afterwards, it brings out another level of brightness and sweetness. So you don't got to add all the sugars and stuff. So this is a nice, natural, healthy alternative to like the sugar packed stuff that you find in the supermarket. You know what I mean? Fun fact, man, the Bronx always been ice cold. All right, so uh, we have our juicer here. We just got a nice, I use, I use a uh, cold press juicer. Um, I'm not using uh, like the extractor with the blade. So mine is getting pressed and crushed. Right, and you get, and you get more out of the product. It's, a, it, it's, it's more like a grind. It's more like a grind crush rather than a um, spinning with blades and razors and, you know, spinning at high velocity. It's more like crushing it and, and macerating it so, you know, you get, you get optimal results from the product that you're putting in the cold press extractor. The best time to enjoy this is on a nice hot summer day, you know what I mean? And typically, you know, you want to grab watermelons after the 4th of July. That's when, you know, watermelons are on peak season. Before that, they're going to be a little, they're going to be a little young. They're going to be a little pink. You want a nice deep red watermelon that's when you pick it up, it's heavy. That's how you, that's how you know, you know, that your watermelon is good. It's not the sound when you tap it, it's how heavy it is. Because the heavier it is, it means it's more, the more juice, more watermelon, more watermelon juice that's in there. So I'm saying the higher, the higher the density the higher the intensity and the flavor. All right, so we juiced our watermelon. We have a beautiful, deep red juice right here. The juicer I have already has a strainer in it, so you don't need to strain it two times, so there's not gonna be a lot of pith or rind in it. All right, so what I'm actually gonna do is I'm just gonna pass this through. Um, you hold it back? I'm gonna pass this through a bag. It's not, it's gonna go right through. Yeah. You got it, right? Yeah. 
picking so up these techniques. Doing, uh. So what this bag is doing is picking up all the impurities and you get a beautiful, almost consummate style um, watermelon juice, you know? Right. Get so rid you, of those impurities so you won't have like a dull and murky looking watermelon granita. Right, you won't have a lot of stuff floating in. You want the texture of the watermelon juice to be like water. It should be like pink water. Water. So we're just gonna cut some, uh, we're gonna cut some key lime. Just gonna squeeze the lime. We're gonna whisk, we're just gonna whisk everything together. Mix, we're gonna mix everything up. We're gonna pour it into uh, pour it into a container, pop it in the freezer, let it let it freeze up solid, and then we're gonna scrape it. Pull it out the pot, then I scrape, scrape, screw, screw. Yeah. All right, so our granita, our granita is fully frozen. It's cold as ice in here right now. So we're just gonna take our fork and just scrape that, scrape that ice right off the top. Shout out to Iceberg Slim. Those are beautiful crystals coming off that granite. Yeah, it's too. really, it's, it's really nice and flaky. You know, since there's not, since there's not much sugar in there, you have a nice flake from the ice, almost like, uh, almost like pink snow. Look how it's just piling up in that bowl. Like right? you just creating a, you just creating a, a, a mountain of granita. That's fire. Absolutely. And it's a good forearm workout, man. Absolutely. Get your grip strong. Get your grip. Get strong. your wrist right, man. Put some more links in your wrist watch, man. Instead of taking them out, add some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we got our granita, we put our granita in the bowl, and we're just going to finish with a little bit of lime zest right on top. Make it pop. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, get low. Follow the leader. Let me get a bowl of that granita. Hold up, hold up. That's good, man. Yeah, dude. Hmm. You, give, you give them a bowl of this granita, man, and make them a believer, man. Please believe. So fire. We aim to please. <laughs> And there you have it. That's the watermelon granita. Thanks for joining us in the cut, man. You know how we're giving it up. Ghetto Gastro. Bronx to the world, world to the Bronx, man. Flavors for you to savor. We only layer flavors, man. What up? What up? Ow! That's a wrap for that watermelon granita. Cold as ice. And those sugar bricks are super precise. You already know.